Good morning and welcome to another episode of Iconic Freedom, the formula. We are setting a standard for accountability, the ownership of your choices, and responsibility, that ability to respond to those choices. Let each care for self and all will be cared for. Does white privilege exist? Absolutely. It does. Absolutely. And where's the proof of that? All around. You know, I tell people often now, in hindsight, um, one of the things that I wish I would have been more cognizant of was the white privilege at UCLA that was sitting, you know, right next to me. For black people, I believe white privilege is something to, to leverage. Um, what is it, though? I, I don't see it anywhere. What is it? Huh? For people like me privilege? who don't see it. How do you not, what, how do you not see white Privilege. Because it doesn't exist. That's yes, what it, it does. There's so some, what there's is some it things, exactly? I believe white privilege are, is just the ability just to be free and white and not have the same type of social economic uh, and social ills as black people have to deal with. I mean, there's there's no uh, white racial profiling. White people don't get pulled over by the cops just because they're white. Um, they have the ability to... Um, you know, show emotion and, and love to their sons without being emasculated. Uh, th- there's all kind of examples That's of white privilege. That you Absolutely. That. Why don't you? You black? How come you don't believe white privilege exists? What you see? Well, I hardly know where to start. <laughs> but um, so I really like this entire clip, and I'm probably gonna have to split this up into two different podcasts, just because I think it's important to realize. Um, that there are people out there that are lying, and they lie, and they lie again. Um, And these lies that you've been told, which is basically the uh, topic of today's discussion, these lies are built on people's emotions. They're not built on anything factual. I mean, one of the things that I love about the moderator is that he immediately says, what's your proof of that? And she's dumbfounded. She doesn't know what to say. So then she uses the words, I believe. So we've talked on this podcast about that, right? There are three stages. I believe, I think, I know something. So if you believe something, that is born out of an emotion. That is not born out of, I think, because you know Perhaps there are facts out there that will be able to corroborate what you think, and then it becomes what you know. You know the reality. Why do you know the reality? Because reality is void of the emotion. It is merely the observation. Now, I find it fascinating that not, I mean, she's, I'm going to say it because it's true, is that this woman is very racist. I mean, she starts off by saying that there's white privilege, and then what I found interesting was at one point during that, just that initial uh, back and forth with that gentleman, she goes, well, you're black. How do you not see it? It's like, excuse me? (laughs) I'm sorry. Because I'm black, I'm supposed to see everything through the filter of whatever your personal vendetta against society is or whatever your personal self-inflicted victimization is i mean you're going to see it as we go through more of this particular um interview that he's doing with this young lady of, of who she really is but what an interesting thing and so then she wants to 
She wants to characterize everything that, you know, uh, the white people, they, you know, they get privileged, they don't become emasculated, you know, when they show their sons, you know, emotion or their children. Now, okay, again, that is another lie. I've seen some of the most remarkable exchanges between fathers and their children. I mean, personally, I've seen it, but I've also been in my own life, but I've also been witness to it in television, uh, in the movies, uh, all kinds of stuff that you see on Instagram. I mean, there's some amazing video that is out there that shows the love between a father and their children, a father and his sons, a father and his daughters. I mean, to be honest and to be blunt, that's just bullshit. And she's just trying again to gaslight the situation with emotion because she doesn't have any facts to, to basically back it up. You, you black. How come you don't believe white privilege exists? What you see? Well, because I, I you know, I am black in color, but I don't have that dark mentality that most black people have. Clearly, I see. She said clearly. Mm-hmm. I see that uh, white people have the same struggles and things that we have. In that, what type uh, of struggles they have? To do make they have? their marriages work. They have to uh, make their children help their kids grow up in the right way so that they can earn a living and be independent. But they also have the majority they of their fathers their kids, at home. Right. And the reason for that. It's starting to change somewhat now, but the reason for that is because they are taking responsibility for that, whereas black men and women are not taking responsibility for that, as they did prior to the civil rights movement. Absolutely spot on. If you want to hear a lot of really great information, factual information, and some amazing knowledge, um, I really encourage you to seek out Thomas Sowell. He has done a plethora of books and video out there, a lot of stuff with uh, Milton Friedman uh, back in the late 70s, early 80s, about this whole issue regarding affirmative action. Um, Now, I think it's interesting that she says, she doesn't even realize how stupid she is, right? She says, oh, you know, well, that's because, you know, they have their fathers at home. Well, duh. And that's the point that he makes immediately following that statement is they are being responsible and accountable to their family, to the women that they're with or the men that they're with. And they are taking care of their family. They're taking care of their children. Now, here's what's interesting. Why would something like that come out of her mouth? Okay, so here's here's my secret <laughs> of observation is that Things that come out of your mouth, whether you mean for them to or not to, that is who you are. It is your body responding to something naturally. And if something comes out of your mouth, it's because that's who you are. So she makes the comment and doesn't even realize that she is not taking responsibility. She's not taking accountability. Therefore, she does not own those qualities. Therefore, she does not obligate other people to those qualities. She's not obligating the men in her life, or she has not obligated the men in her past life to that accountability of being around and helping to raise your children. Imagine if she did, she would be living a very different experience. The one piece I want to make sure I don't forget to mention is that she doesn't even recognize 
that she is not accountable herself, that she does not take responsibility for her choices. She doesn't recognize it, and therefore she doesn't recognize it in others. And as a result, what does she do with that? She thinks that life is happening to her instead of because of her. She is not making the connection between the choices in her life and the outcomes that have become a part of her experience. When she starts to recognize that, then things might be able to change because now you can change your choices because now you're paying attention. Otherwise, you're just walking around as a victim. And then you're vomiting that onto society, a very unsuspecting society, I might add. Black people are blaming it on their lack of self-control and self-containment. They're blaming it on white people while white people are working hard to keep it going. I do believe that there is a need for black people to be held more accountable. Yeah. Um, But that doesn't mean that that doesn't excuse racism. That doesn't excuse institutionalized racism. That doesn't excuse. But there's no such thing as that. It's an illusion made up by black people and their leaders. So she makes the observation. She does say, well, I agree that they are not being more accountable. And that immediately goes back into her autobiography of being self-inflicted with her victimization, that there's institutional racism and all this other garbage. And then I love it because the guy calls her out. I said, well, that's just not true. And she has nothing to go by except what she feels, what she believes, but she's not able to. Listen, if that were really the case, people would not have the opportunity that they have in this life. They're thinking that they're seeing things as that old saying of, you know, when you're a hammer, everything is a nail. Well, if you're a racist, everything that you see will be through the filter of racism. The other part of that that I really liked was when he says that all that stuff is an illusion and it's made up by black leaders. Well, he's correct because that does not exist in the person that is accountable and responsible. They don't see their life as a victim to other things. They might see people that have maybe flaws in their own character, but they just walk away. They don't see themselves as having to to own it in such a way that they have to deal with it. There's nothing to deal with. Listen, you get along with somebody or you don't. If you're not welcome somewhere, then here's your hat, what's your hurry? On your way you go. It's not having to stay there and and deal with the issue, to sit there and to mire yourself in all of that self-loathing and self-hatred. What would be the point of that? There's no virtue in suffering. And yet she's sitting there saying, you know, well, no, there is all of this, this racism going on. He's like, no, that doesn't exist. Listen, there are people out there Jesse Jackson, uh, Al Sharpton, you know, those people, they traffic in this stuff. You want to read a good book? Um, Kenneth Timmerman's book called Shakedown. Um, one of the most amazing books. I I read it one summer, and I'm not kidding you, I could not put it down. This guy does amazing research, and it was fantastic to read all of the information regarding Jesse Jackson and the way during the 80s he was running around shaking everybody down because he was decrying racism, and he was trying to come at people in such a way that he basically wanted money from them is what was going on. Um, it's a fascinating read. I cannot recommended enough. But this issue that he's talking about where he says that's all made up, 
these leaders, so-called leaders, they're gaslighting these people. Why? They play the game. Okay, if I know that someone is vulnerable because they don't have the information, I can gaslight them into thinking that they're a victim and that the reason that they're a victim is because, as I point across the room to somebody else, it's their fault. They're the ones. Why? Because I'm not teaching that individual to be responsible to be accountable to their choices, to own their choices. I'm not teaching them that. I'm teaching them that you do whatever you want. It's a consequence-free lifestyle. Anybody that stands in your way is a racist. And then every time that particular situation occurs in your life, that's how you're going to filter it. And that's how you come to realize the lies that you've been told. These are the lies that you've been told. Someone else is accountable and responsible for your unhappiness. Someone else took that away from you. Someone else made it so that you got fired from your job. Someone else made you late for work all the time so that you got fired from your job. Someone else made you stay out late the night before so that you didn't get enough sleep and you overslept the next day and then you got fired from your job. Someone else made you go out and do drugs or do alcohol or whatever it is that your vice is and then made it so that you got home and you were too tired and you overslept once again because you've been doing a pattern of this and then you got fired from your job. Someone else did that to you. And in understanding this, you realize, see, when you walk back the moment that you're experiencing, if you're not liking the experience, well, why did you make those choices leading up to that moment that you're now experiencing? It exists. Well, Sorry. where's the proof of it, though? What do you mean, where's the proof of it? There are many kids who are getting into, black kids who are allowed to get into these universities around the country, right, based on affirmative action, and uh, because of affirmative action based on their color. That's discrimination based on color, and that's wrong. And I, these uh, kids are getting in, but they're not earning their way, I, so they, when they fail, they feel less than before they were allowed to get in based on color. I'm a proud product of affirmative action. When I went to UCLA, it was because I was an affirmative action student. I'm sorry to hear that. And, and I think I turned out fantastic. Okay, so the piece of that that I really like is that he says, you know, well, I'm really sorry that you got in because of affirmative action. And she doesn't even understand. Do you hear what you're saying? You're saying that you didn't have the grades, you didn't have the talent, you didn't have the ability. So instead, you tried to use something, your race, your gender, your ethnicity, as though it's some sort of an accomplishment. It's not. You're not accomplished because you're a woman. You're not accomplished because you're black. You're accomplished because you've got the intelligence to be accomplished. You're accomplished because you put in the effort to be accomplished in order to educate yourself, to increase your awareness. That's why you're accomplished. Nobody cares that you're a woman. Nobody cares what your ethnicity is. Nobody cares what your race is. And if you're using that as a means of getting ahead, what does that say about your integrity? Integrity is built on accountability, owning your choices, being responsible, no harm to others. Are you being responsible when you're sitting there using something 
as a means of trying to coerce, manipulate, control, or to shake somebody down. And that music means that we are at the end of another podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, hit the like button if you would. If you're interested, subscribe to my podcast. I'd be so grateful. Hey, share this with your friends and family. You never know if it might help them. We are going to continue this journey on the lies you've been told next week. Have a great week.